The League of Legends betting podcast is brought to you by my patrons at patreon.com slash gelati lol. There you can find bonus content like in-depth articles on macro trend analysis and league previews, as well as thoughts on breaking news and the podcast picks before the show is released to platforms. You also get to support your creators more directly. Patreon.com slash gelati lol. That's G-E-L-A-T-I-L-O-L. Good evening or morning, everybody. It is currently about 5.23 a.m. Eastern on Saturday, March 2nd. We are in the middle of the LPL and LCK slate for Saturday morning. This is part two of the Saturday podcast. I have a very, very brief one here on the LCS, but I did want to get a podcast out because I said I was going to do part two. Patrons got the LCS uh, LCS picks and thoughts already, uh, as well as the uh, a, a brief discussion of power rankings I have out and a couple other concepts. Uh, one of the things I am going to touch on here just generally is we've had a two-week break here. Just like we did with the Lunar New Year, you want to lean toward bad teams covering more ground when it comes to improvement than the good teams did. So if you have a very, very big favorite, you might not want to be in the, you know, you might not want to back them because the chances are the bad teams covered more ground than the good teams did. And once the, you know, rigors of the season and the grind of the everyday, every week kind of situation kick in and the teams start getting themselves figured out more, uh, then the good teams kind of pull ahead again because the, the bad teams kind of fall behind at some point. But Right now, just off of a break is like the best time to catch teams sleeping. You saw it in the LPL. This is when Billy Billy lost. This is when JDG lost. This is when you get the idea. So tread carefully, and I'll admit to you guys, like straight up, this first week back in the LCS, I'm probably not going to have a whole lot. Um, really, like just the way this schedule is staggered, and the fact that it's best of ones, I'm I'm having a really really hard time getting just a read in general on the LCS. Um, like I, I really just, it, there's like five of these teams. I'm just like shrugging my shoulders. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if they're good or bad. And, you know, I've watched all these games. I've watched these teams play. It's not like I haven't seen this stuff and I have some data on it, but it's still a small data set. And we just like, a lot of these teams are just inconsistent. So I don't, I don't know exactly who they are and I don't know what their identity is yet. So for me personally, treat this like the beginning of a year, right? It's only been two weeks off, but like, don't go. If you have something that you have conviction about, like a take or a a prognostication about what the patch is going to be like, what these teams are going to be like coming out of the break, if you have strong feelings on like what the game is going to look like, by all means, exercise them. You know, I'm I'm very much a put your money where your mouth is person, and if you have thoughts on this stuff, go for it. I'm I'm all for that. You know, I know some people. I mean, I've. I know people that have had strong convictions coming out of a patch like this that have just made a boatload of money doing that. Um, I have in the past too. I've also lost a boatload of money sticking to my guns and being wrong about it. So I personally, just where I'm at in my career doing this stuff, like it doesn't behoove me to go after stuff aggressively like that. I'd rather just like wait and then, you know, I, I don't care as much about being first to market as I do about being, you know, having some sort of confirmation that I'm in the right spot and I'll just catch most of the move, even if I'm not catching it like the very top or bottom tick, so to speak. Right. So I'm probably going to be hands off this week. Um, any, again, like anybody's seeing the Patreon, like the kill projections and stuff like that, take this data and stuff with a grain of salt because, you know, we don't know. These teams could look completely different. The patch is going to be extremely different than 14-3, which is what we saw the last LCS last on. Okay. So they're skipping two plus patches on 
you know, till tomorrow. So this could look extremely different. So just tread carefully. And, you know, really for tomorrow's matches, most of the matches are priced very close anyway. So it's a lot of coin flips. I actually do have a couple positions, though. Our first match, well, it's first in the order that I wrote it in. It's not the first on the schedule. Um, FlyQuest minus 104 against Cloud9 minus 116. So obviously these were the two top teams in, you know, before the break. But they were heading in complete opposite directions. FlyQuest were surging up, and Fly or and Cloud9 were on that really weird losing stretch. Two, you know, trending opposite direction teams. Now, this is close enough to a pick'em, an esports pick'em, so to speak. It's a best of one. I generally, you know, my model liked FlyQuest quite a bit more um, since it weights trending data more. It liked what these what it saw from them more before the break. Obviously, it was Cloud9 were losing and they were winning every game, so it makes sense that it's you know models made this minus one fifty two plus one twenty five uh, for FlyQuest in favor of FlyQuest. I'm you know I don't have a lot of strong opinions going into you know this first week back in the LCS, but I have two I have two positions on this on this slate, and one of them is Cloud9 on the money line here. I'm going to play Cloud9 minus one sixteen. Uh, this is, I'll, I'll just be straight up with you guys. Like, there's no qualitative angle to this. It's just purely speculative. Uh, Cloud9, before all this weirdness was happening, I have a hard time believing that this team just went from shit stomping everyone to all of a sudden is not good. I, I just, I don't see it. And I have a feeling like this is going to end up being like buying the dip on them. That, you know, everyone has, you know, opinions held on what they saw before the break. And they're, you know, all of a sudden Cloud9 aren't as dominant as they were before. And I have a feeling that that might, I'm again, I'm just purely speculating. This is just a flag plant here. This is not um, data supported in any way, shape, or form. But I, I'm just, you know, I got punished pretty hard with Cloud9 before the break. I'm just going to go back to the well. I'm a glutton for punishment, I guess. So um, I, I, they just have to have figured something out. And, like, if they're playing, like, at their average, they're still, like, by far the best team in North America. It's not close. So give me Cloud9 on the money line. And, you know, if I'm wrong, then so be it. I'll I'll make adjustments accordingly. Uh, I just – that's another thing I wanted to mention. Like, coming out of a break like this, the dynamics can change quite a bit. So you really need to keep an open mind and stay flexible. This is, like, the only real strong opinion that I have. Like, that's purely an opinion, intuition, opinion, you know, some kind of hybrid there. This is the only really strong one I'm having. And again, it's just, it's not a super strongly held. It's just an opinion that I'm putting out there and betting. You don't have to tell this at all, but um, I will be playing Cloud9 here. We have Dignitas plus 114 against 100 Thieves minus 138. Uh, 100 Thieves as favorites are a perfect 3-0. and uh, Perfect 3-0 and against Kill Spread looked pretty strong, pretty dominant in their favorite matches, but they were only really favored against Dignitas, Shopify, and Immortals. So 100 Thieves, you know, we I talked a little bit about them before the break, how they're a team that their data doesn't say that they're good. In fact, their data suggests the opposite. But they look feisty and like in game. Like they're like I kind of like their film a little more than their data. But there's a big enough divergence there where I think like maybe I'm wrong, and or maybe it regresses to somewhere in between those two. I generally they're just inconsistent. They're a volatile team. Dignitas, I'm just not entirely sure what they are yet. Similar to, you know, a lot of these other teams. 
I, like they haven't really planted their flag as like having an identity of some kind or anything like that. Generally speaking, with these two teams, um, models more or less made this right on market. I don't really think either of them have differentiated themselves all that much. Individual players may have, but like you know, as teams, they really haven't. Uh, Dignitas have been kind of the getting ahead early and then bungling leads, and Hundred Thieves have been kind of burying themselves early and then trying to figure their way out of it with mixed success. I don't know. I, I this is. I mean, you can make a case for just, like, take the underdog and hold your nose. Like, plus 114 is, like, not a terrible price for a team with side choice. Uh, I mean, I'm almost there on just, like, blind-taking Dignitas, but I'm just going to pass. I don't think it's enough of an edge to really... You know, I'm already taking I'm already taking a stab on Cloud9. I don't want to take two stabs on this, uh, on this slate with you know, kind of flying blind like we are. Next game, we have Team Liquid minus 112 versus Energy. Minus 108, essentially a pick'em, just like a lot of the other ones. Um, this flipped favorites, but it's across zero, essentially, so it's half a point, not a huge thing. Uh, Liquid have significantly better data. Energy are a team that the models hate because they are not a statistically impressive team whatsoever. They are kind of grit and moxie and play, you know, with heart and soul and quote-unquote they got game or whatever or they know ball or whatever you want to say, but like... And TL are kind of the opposite. TL are like the statistical wonder kids, and they just suck late game, and they punt games away, and APA isn't good. So, <laughs> you know, I ended up playing Liquid here. I played Liquid on the money line, minus, 12, uh, minus 112 for one unit. I don't like this, but the models made this minus 168, plus 137. I know the models like Liquid and don't like Energy, so this is kind of a double swing. But I still think this should probably be like minus 130. And... You know, for as as you just with liquid, anytime you bet liquid, you just need to know who you're getting in bed with. This is a team that will throw games. This is a team that's going to get up huge early and somehow fuck it up. And as long as you know that, getting into bed with them, it's fine. The frustrating thing is just knowing like that can happen. You just have to hope that they snowball. They they have a successful snowball in you know when you're backing them. They have one like. They've had a, a significant lead at 20 in a third of their games, and they have closed with a two-thirds rate. So, you know, it's not... Oh, I had that backwards. I'm sorry. They have a, st a statistically significant lead at 20 in 22% of their games, and they've won with uh, three-quarters of their games with a lead at 20 of any size. So maybe a little bit... Um, I don't know. They're... This might be stupid too. I, th those are the two positions I took for the for the thing uh, for today. I ended up saying uh, I, I forget what I said in the blog post. I think it was something like weak opinion, strongly held. Normally it's the opposite there, but uh, I'm just gonna trust my numbers and play TL, even though I I don't really like it. Lastly, we have Immortals minus one three against Shopify Rebellion minus one seventeen. A lot of people might think it's weird the Shopify favorites here. I, I think it looks a little funny, but uh, I don't know. Like, have either of these teams done anything to differentiate themselves? I think. Shopify Rebellion, if you look at their full sample, have probably looked like a better team to me. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, like, neither of these teams are very good. They're both sub-1600 agnostic gold teams. Probably two terrible teams. Uh, I know they haven't been winning a lot, and it's a small sample, and we could end up being proven wrong. I tend to like the SR roster and coaching staff quite a bit more. So if you made me pick a side here, I'd probably play Shopify Rebellion, but... I don't really have any particularly strong feelings on this one for now. I'm just going to kind of chill and wait. I haven't been able to get any of the Shopify games right. I've Every time I've gone to bat for them, they've lost. Every time I've faded them, they've won. It's just been a complete shit show. So uh, I don't know. I don't really have a strong opinion on either of these teams. 
not a whole lot of action in the LCS this week. I know it's kind of like, you know, dipping your feet back into the pool here. You don't want to dive right in because I don't know if there's, you know, have six inches of water there or 12 feet of water there. I have no clue. So you don't want to dive head first. So that's the way I'm approaching it anyway. That's going to be it for me now. I'll have another podcast out for the Sunday morning Eastern slate. I will, uh, until then, I will see you later.